0: Michelle Live Podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. My Michelle Live. Entertainment Review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. Welcome to Entertainment Review, where we're going to look into some news of the day from the entertainment world and where it pertains to what we look for on all of the My Michelle live podcasts the God story. We'll look into that news. We will also talk with a friend of mine, Don Nyland Jr. Man, people like Don have a passion for music and for reaching people with hope, and they do it. Through their music, we'll hear some of Don's new music and his story, and we will get you plugged into the movies with Plugged In Paul, Paul AC. Uh, he's an author, and he is a movie commentator. We'll talk about Soul, Wonder Woman, and I'll even share a pretty awesome find of a movie to wind up the holiday season, all coming up. But first, we're going to look at some entertainment news
1: entertainment news
0: all right so in our entertainment news here's the news god's not dead god's not dead he's
2: surely alive he's living on the inside like a
0: god's not dead he's surely alive he's god's living god's not right dead, on dead on inside, is set to start like Remember the first one, well, or the second one, no. maybe the third one will this uh, next in the sequel to God's Not Dead will be filming in 2021. It's an apologetics kind of film. All of these are to show evidence of God's existence. Hmm, Sounds a little like the God story we look for and share with my Michelle live podcasts, right? Yay! Apparently, God's Not Dead 4 is inspired, and this is interesting, by the 1946 Christmas classic It's a Wonderful Life, and the 1939 comedy-drama Mr. Smith Goes to Washington set in Arkansas. All of these are. Now, Wonderful Life wasn't. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? I don't know. But this movie will be set in Arkansas in the early 1990s, and it's going to tell the story of what they say are, quote, the most beloved pastor in the galaxy. So there you go. Look forward to that. Maybe some of the acting, not so bad. Some of the story, well, I think it does tell a pretty interesting story, and it does deal with some uh, powerful truths that are hard to get away in an entertainment venue of movies, which is kind of the language we speak of our time. The original God's Not Dead was set on the college campus, if you remember. And speaking of school.
2: Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. Kanye
0: West. Once he decided he wasn't gonna run for president, I guess he decided to launch a new school. So he's officially launched Yeezy Christian Academy, and they released their first promotional video. Take a listen. Dear
1: future, I still believe in you. Dear future, I still believe in you.
2: Dear future, I still believe in you. 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 We still believe in you. We still believe in you. We believe in our families. We believe in our families our we will heal. Our future has homes for everyone. Future has for everyone. Our future has food for everyone. Our future has food for everyone. Our future has love. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone. Let's live with love. Our future is waiting
0: on us. Kanye West. Kanye West School. They first announced the launch of this school in September, and they shared that they have five founding pillars. See if you agree with these pillars for, let's say, if you have kids, their education. The five pillars of the academy, Kanye West, Yeezy Christian Academy, faith, music, communication, collaboration, and creativity. Something to think about. I don't know reading, writing, and arithmetic. I don't know where that where those are in the school, but it's music, communication, collaboration, creativity. Those things are great too because they are being systematically taken out of our public schools. Something we were talking about um, as we were getting set to celebrate New Year's Eve was schools and why they don't eat just teach you how to balance a a budget or your checkbook or you know work with money some very practical things why are we learning uh, how many gender identities there are before some of these other things that's the crazy world we're in right now and speaking of that crazy world the New York Times has lost their mind yes I'm sorry to report that but you heard it here They are they promoted a pro LGBT handles messiah. Look, I love freedom, and I don't care what you identify as, God loves you. God loves you. That's the news, and I don't care how you want to express yourself, but this is crazy when you've kind of Cross the line when you take something that's pretty beautiful already and sacred, and then you have to say, oh no, we're gonna, we're gonna fix this. So this rendition of Handel's Messiah is a gender-inclusive, polytheistic, multicultural rendition with, oh no, wait, there's more, Jesus as a Muslim woman. Hello! I mean, I shouldn't even have to say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. If someone were to make, oh, I don't know, some kind of artistic thing with Mohammed as a transgendered woman, oh, hello, there would be jihad. It's bad taste, no matter what, in the name of inclusion or art. It's still bad taste. And the singer's changed the lyrics in this rendition of Handel's Messiah, those beautiful classic lyrics, which were originally written by Charles Jennings and in, the seven, in the 1800s, um, I'm sorry, 1700s, uh, a friend of George Friedrich Handel. Uh, the Messiah was based on scripture. And it's powerful and beautiful, but guess what? It's not the first time people have been bothered by people's faith and decided that maybe we need to change things. And so, in Nazi Germany, yeah, I know, I'm going there. Did you know they changed the words from silent night to the original? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant, So tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace. This was the Nazi version. Silent night, holy night, all are sleeping alone and awake. That's hard to sleep awake, but okay, there you go. Something else they got wrong in Nazi Germany. Only the Chancellor, Hitler, faithfully alert, keeps watch of Germany's prosperity well. Always mindful of us. Ew! (laughs) okay elementary schools though Prior to the shutdown, we're doing it too. There was a, a big family, family f- up in arms uh, when their kids were going to be part of the winter celebration and singing Silent Night as cold in the night, no one in sight, winter winds whirl and bite, how I wish I were happy and warm, safe with my family out of the storm. You know, pretty lyrics, but Christmas has a celebration. I'm not here to dampen anyone's Hanukkah, anyone's New Year's Eve, anyone's New Year's Day, anyone's celebration of what you want to celebrate, whether it's cultural or spiritual. I'm just saying, we need to allow people to do their thing. That's what freedom is. But that also means that you can't shut out spirituality and the message of Christ, just because, well, in my view, it might be a little bit more powerful. <laughs> it, it tends to, it tends to, man, that sounds arrogant, I know, but it tends to offend more than anything else. And you got to ask yourself why and why we can't be respectful. All I'm asking you
2: is for
0: respect when you just something to think about. The Chosen. Have you seen it? It's produced by Vid Angel Studios, directed by Dallas Jenkins, and it's the first ever multi-season television show about the life of Christ. It's not bad, really. And the Christmas special came out and included a sneak peek at season two. I love that, though, where they say it's a sneak peek when, you know, if you read the Bible, you kind of know about you know, what stuff's about. I don't know. But I say that uh, when this is a little deeper than just going uh, verse by verse. For King and Country, you know, the musicians, Chris Tomlin, Hillsong, uh, they're among the artists performing during Christmas with The Chosen, which is airing on TBN, Up TV, still there, Hillsong Channel, BYU TV, and on YouTube. By the way, speaking of for King & Country, the award-winning Christian artists have released their first full-length Christian Christmas album, A Drummer Boy Christmas. Take a listen.
2: told me Pa-rom-pa-pom-pom A newborn king to see pa rom pom pom Our finest gifts we bring Pa-rom-pa-pom Lay before the king, power, rum-pa-pum-pum Rum-pa-pum-pum, rum-pum-pum, rum pa So to honor him, power, rum pa pum When we come
0: too even though this is classic little drummer boy with a modern twist and it's beautiful really well done album the brothers say they want the birth of christ to help people turn to something that is much more everlasting than the current events and the hopeless times that we are in a drummer boy christmas tour has been going on too and it started in mid-november And it supports the Salvation Army along with their Rescue Christmas initiative. I I love that. I love the Salvation Army. True story. Um, Growing up, my dad growing up, uh, he was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And apparently his family, my dad was the youngest of 100,000 kids. I mean, like, I don't know, over a dozen kids. And... By the time uh, he was a little boy, his parents were much older. They came to this country, owned a store, were doing well, and lost things during the Depression. So my dad, with all of these kids and some of them grown, lived in a glorified chicken coop, really, is, is what some of the brothers and sisters had called their home. They had very little, but the Salvation Army was always always there. He sent them to camps. They had gifts for Christmas. And I've never forgotten the stories that he's told of even his older brother who wanted to box, bring in a little bit of money for his family. But he didn't have boxing shoes, so they wouldn't allow him in the ring. So the Salvation Army, which didn't have boxing shoes, did have ice skates. Do you use ice skates in Tulsa, Oklahoma? If you're in Tulsa, you'll have to let me know where you used ice skates. I don't know, 50 years ago or more. Uh, No, it would have been more. It would have been like 75, 80 years ago, probably. Um, But where, where, what would you do with these? You know, right? Okay. So they took ice skates, took the blades off and boom. He had boxing shoes. The Salvation Army kind of went above and beyond, and I love that. And I love giving to the ding dong ringers at Christmas time. So uh, yeah, the Little Drummer Boy Christmas uh, Drummer Boy Christmas tour uh, is supporting the Salvation Army Rescue Christmas Initiative. The band has been performing drive-in concerts since the end of summer it's pretty cool and that is part of your broadcast today and entertainment news my michelle live entertainment review roll out the red carpet here's michelle So now we're going to delve into music on this entertainment review. In fact, maybe even more than music. More than music. In this segment, let me introduce you to a friend of mine. He's a man with a mission and a microphone and knows how to use it, Uh, Don Nyland Jr. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you, Michelle
0: that riff that you heard there that we use on this more the music segment is Don's music actually and you have some new stuff Uh, you try to put out something at least once a month and here's what's fun and fascinating about Don Don is one of those people that uses artistic his artistic medium to reach into people's souls in a time where we are all hurting in a time where we are suffering and often Oftentimes he reaches into some of the worst of the worst, and I'm telling you, uh, Don has gone to the ugly uh, that the world would say are the ugly, the imprisoned, the criminals. Uh, But he also realizes that we've all been imprisoned (laughs) by our by our own sin, by our own failures, by our own despair. And sometimes music can be a catalyst to set you free. It's good to have you on, Don. It's
3: good to be here, Michelle.
0: All right, let's talk about the despair that's in the world today. You, from littlepacific.com is where you can go for Don's music, some of uh, his background and stories, and all of his music. Get this. It's all free. It's all free to you. You say you're on an evangelistic Christian music ministry focused on leading people to Christ and that's exactly what you do and so your music reaches down into the real world and you've seen a lot of the real world as in your job you've had to in your day job I should say you've had to be out and about when the rest of us have been closed down
3: yeah because pest control in Washington State is was considered and is considered an essential service
0: Thank God, if you have pests, it's essential, right? So, you've um, had a unique opportunity, though, to go on the inside and see how people are faring during COVID. What have you seen, Don? Uh, it's,
3: a, it's a mixed bag. Uh, you know, yeah. some people are very frightened. I've had, you know, customers that are really frightened. And, you know, sometimes I have to go inside. And usually I, I only try to go inside if I have to. But if there's ants in the kitchen or something, I have to go inside. Or mice or rats are getting in the house and stuff. Yes. But some are, some are really nervous. And then some don't even wear their mask at all and tell me I can take mine off. So I find that really interesting when they tell me that because I always try to get out of it by telling them, you know, my wife will kill me if I do. (laughs) but uh, but i really don't want to take it off because i'm just as nervous you know i don't want to get sick and i've got you know a a family member that's very compromised but people are really it's it's wild you know some people are really worried and others are you know tell look right at me it's okay you can take your mask off and you know and a lot of i'd say 25 to 30 percent of the people don't wear their masks at all when i'm around their house
0: Wow. Uh, As we talk with Don Nyland Jr., he uh, not only, that's his day job, it's kind of like being a superhero. By day, he works in pest control and by night puts on the cape and uh, serves God, right? He operates a little recording studio in the Pacific Northwest. You have seen the people at home that are living under a lot of fear and a lot of nervousness. And sometimes even those who are saying, hey, take your mask off, we're still, even those folks are having to deal with the fallout of the world turning upside down.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, I I think it's hardest. I think the hardest thing for everybody is not being able to hug each other or to hang out at a at a eatery and have a dinner with my friend. You know, I've got friends I haven't got to see too much. You you can a little bit, but I think the hardest part is that was the one thing that made life worth living, and COVID took that away. You know, for all the people that didn't have a lot of money, we always had our friends. We could hang out, wow, could go out or be with my family and eat. And that's been taken away, and it's coming back. I think everybody's excited about the next six months to kind of start putting this behind us.
0: (laughs) Let's hope so. But that's where sometimes music can come in and speak something that my soul is crying when I don't always know what words to put to it. I think of that when I think of this song, Keep Holding Me Jesus. Now you're listening to the music of Don Nyland Jr. You can find it at littlepacific.com where all of his music is free. This is Keep Holding Me, Jesus. I really have always appreciated about your music, Don, is that you have this spectacular, almost retro 70s feel, which is so hot right now. Um, people have gotten kind of burnt out of the bubble gummy, one size fits all, make everything. I mean, really, they have done some scientific reveals on this and there really are little literally only six songwriters that write the big hits and the beats are just regurgitated so people are really craving that original music feel and I think that that's what your music reminds me of
3: yeah, I I try to, you know, I I I grew up on a lot of, you know, the Pink Floyd and, you know, uh, you know, uh Stevie Ray Vaughan and that type of stuff and yeah. uh you, you know, that's the type of music that I and I try to tell a story. I always try to tell a story and and uh, you know, Keep Holding Me Jesus was basically, you know, how you feel when you're, you know, when you're when you're sinning and you you've sinned against God. And, you know, you know, you make mistakes and you're just hoping, you know, it's like it's like the the battle cry for every Christian is we're just hoping, please, Jesus, don't let us go, you know, because we have nothing without Jesus when we all know it as Christians. We know that
0: we do. And we just that's where that's where the God story kind of comes in for all of us. and, And maybe someone who's listening right now. Is uh, someone who's just kind of seeking or just kind of saying, okay, what do they have to say about this God story? And that's cool. Wherever you're at, that's, we've all been on that journey. We've all been in that place. And we've been in that place before coming to faith by saying, God, if you're up there, help me. You long for God, uh, something there that can, that can wrap their arms around you and be with you because we can feel so alone and 2020 uh, is indicative of some of the worst we've had the some of the highest rates of suicide anxiety depression hopelessness people whose businesses have gone belly up. people whose favorite businesses are completely gone our world looks drastically different what a time to look for something deeper and that god story keep holding me jesus that's just my prayer i could just listen to that song and just say yeah that's that's what i meant
3: yeah i mean i i really that's how i i I wanted to to, it to play out and uh, it did It, it it conveyed what i wanted to say and i was real happy with that about the tune
0: so as we talk with Don Nyland Jr., of course, you can and probably should go to littlepacific.com. There's links everywhere you're listening to this podcast. There's links, of course, when you go to mymichellelive.com. Don is a regular a- good friend, brother, uh, that you'll hear here on My Michelle Live. Uh, we're we're about out of time, but I'm hoping that you'll come back soon because a, another song that you can listen to uh, if you go to littlepacific.com is My Name and Boy. That song really reaches in, as I was saying, to some of the uh, Uh, the ugliness of the world kind of the rock bottom of the world Uh, someone who is literally in prison and briefly we can talk a little bit more in our on our next installment of time with dawn but briefly uh folks who don't know you don't realize that that's part of what you do you bring your music into prisons
3: yeah, I spent almost two years every other Monday in a 6 in the Shelton prison, and I I saw a lot of things. And so when I wrote that song, My Name, it's kind of like, you know, basically a, a, another person in prison saying, Hey, you know, you haven't lost everything. Jesus still knows your name, and there's still something good you can do. And the guy kind of realizes it that in the middle of a song. He's like, you know, Jesus still knows my name. You know, God still knows my name. And that's in the Bible. It's not a matter of someone walks around saying they know Jesus. If Jesus knows you. Jesus and that's in the Bible. And and that's what they tell him is God still knows your name. And I think that's, you know, and it talks about being in prison, walking past, you know, I'd walk past the phone booth. And they'd all be standing in line to call out. and the things I saw, but that's what that was about.
0: Well, it's a beautiful song, a great ministry, and my brother, I love you dearly. Thanks for being on today.
3: Well, God bless you, Michelle. That was a lot of those nights. Nice.
0: Sometimes I walk. Happy New Year. As we go into the new year, hey, you still need to be entertained. And you know, in this segment, we get you plugged in. Yeah, there we go. I'm Paul Easy. Here we are. We don't get to connect with Paul that much. And so I am so excited that I found that little soundbite. So there you go. It's plugged in, Paul.
1: (laughs) Good morning, Michelle. How are you?
0: I'm doing well, and for those of you just finding us, Plugged in Movie Reviews, oh my gosh, they're like nothing else because you can get a lot of people's opinion and you'll hear opinion here. But when you go to the website, it's not about opinion. It's about what to expect. Man, you're investing your time, sometimes your money in a film. You want to know that it's worth the price. You want to know before you go. You want to know what's in there for your kids or maybe some content that, oh, spiritual content, a violence content sexual content ideas that you might want to know before so you can navigate with your kids or just navigate away so it's not just before we get into what's out there in movies and more paul that's what's cool about plugged in you guys have even added like youtube channels so you have a lot of coverage of pop culture
1: yeah, we really do. We we do our best, and it's an it's a really hard thing to do. To be honest with you, Michelle, because there's just so much entertainment out there, and it's changing all the time. Uh, one of my big beats is the uh, TV beat, and from the time that I started to now, television is almost unrecognizable. It's crazy how much it's changed. So many of us are just watching streaming services now instead of actual channels, and and it's just just the way the world goes. So you have to be very quick and nimble to try to cover it all, and we do the best we can.
0: And you do a great job. Music, movies, um, video games, YouTube channels, television. You got it covered. Yeah, and you do have to be on top of things. The world has changed so greatly. And it seems like it was just maybe a year or two ago when I first even heard about streaming services. You know, it just seemed like it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how how quickly they have developed and we've seen you know
1: new upstart streaming services come online even this year you know Peacock has come online HBO Max Quibi stayed for a hot second and then it was gone it's just the way the world is going as a matter of fact my parents they have asked me not they asked me not to give them presents for Christmas but just to come over and help them deal with all these streaming sites try to figure out what they want to do what to do with it all because it's just so bewildering. So that's that's what I'm going to be doing sometime this weekend. Actually, I
0: love that. Actually, that's not such a bad idea for next Christmas or birthdays. Uh, even giving someone a subscription is kind of a, a nice thing to something they might like. So just some thoughts. But Paul, here's the thing with with streaming services and television being hard to navigate. And what do we choose? Um, Netflix has changed. I mean the the subscriptions have really plummeted and i'm looking through netflix often going i know why we're looking at movies that you're like oh, i don't want to watch these hundreds hundreds and hundreds of movies i don't really want to see
1: yeah yeah it's true it's uh, it is content is really king right now in terms of entertainment and and netflix has gone with the strategy that that more is better give people lots and lots and lots and lots of content and they will be able to find Uh. something they want to watch. The only problem is, is that a lot of that content isn't necessarily very good. Um, it's, it's actually interesting as we head into a very, very strange cinematic awards season. You do have Netflix really trying to play the awards game. So you find a lot of awards bait movies that are on there. Mank is on there. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is on there. They're, those all have have some big award season aspirations. Um, but if you're a family looking for something to watch? Those aren't necessarily the movies that you want to watch. So it's, a, it's definitely a mixed bag out there.
0: Yeah. Interesting, too, that they go with that strategy. You'll find something. Yeah, you might. But by the time you do, you've kind of exhausted the, you know, couple hours. that I mean, all of us right. have done that, right. right? Haven't you just gone through <laughs> scrolling endlessly? Oh, my goodness. But uh, there are some things worth a see. And there are some new movies out and that was really, this has been really exciting coming to Christmas and seeing a couple of new films, Wonder Woman and Soul. I'd love to talk about both of those.
1: Well, I can talk about both of those. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it is exciting because, you know, Christmas is always traditionally one of the biggest movie times of the year. A lot of big, big budget movies are typically released to the theaters. Obviously, um, this year has been like no year previously. So you don't have the theatrical releases necessarily, although you do have News of the World was released on there. And we can talk about that as well if you'd like. Um, But a lot of the big movies, Soul and Wonder Woman specifically, they landed on streaming services. Um, Soul is, I think, probably the better of the two. Oh, He's on.
0: By far. It's like Pixar <laughs> Pixar is amazing to begin with. And if I yeah. might just intervene here because I, I loved Soul. It's like the the movie that they put out not long ago about emotions inside out, just mm-hmm. with a lot better music. Oh, the music was awesome. <laughs> this jazzy cool music. Which, um, this wasn't dealing with the emotions. It was dealing with the soul. So there's some interesting things there that you might need to navigate with your family. But the story, oh my goodness. And like with Coco, the music playing was, I'm not sure what the word was. I want to use anatomically correct. But what it really, what I'm really saying (laughs) is that when you watch someone playing the, the piano and these crazy licks are, are these crazy beautiful pieces it's their fingering is correct in Coco when he's playing those beautiful licks it, it his fingers are correct I can't even imagine the work that went into doing that but uh, there's also some content to soul that is maybe a little different to a faith-based audience
1: yeah yeah it's a it's an interesting mixed bag and just to just to riff off some of what you were talking about to jazz, as it says in the movie. Um, (laughs) This movie was actually directed by Pete Doctor, who also directed Inside Out, which you mentioned earlier. Um, It is probably Pixar's most ambitious movie to date, because as you say, it's dealing with some really weird concepts, you know, very metaphysical, spiritual, inherently spiritual concepts. Um, it, It talks what you have is is Joe Gardner, this jazz musician. He has just been waiting for his life to begin for so long. He's a middle school uh, band teacher, essentially, jazz band teacher, who has always wanted to be a jazz musician. He gets his big shot and immediately falls through a manhole and dies. So he <laughs> zips off to the afterlife. Must have but- been
0: in 2020.
1: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. It's very fitting for the way the whole year's gone. But he zips off to the afterlife, doesn't want to be there because how can you die just when your life is about to begin? So he escapes, goes to the great before, and meets this very um, cynical soul named Soul 22. She is a soul just waiting to be born, and she doesn't actually want to be born. Um, so it's really the story about this guy who who is wanting to get back desperately to life because he feels like he's wasted most of it, and this soul who doesn't want to be born at all. Um, obviously, it deals with a lot of spiritual concepts here. A lot of them are actually a little bit heretical, technically, <laughs> if you're talking about a Christian audience. Um, the idea of a pre-existence of soul before conception is not something that most Christians technically buy into, But, but it is a really wonderful story, and it uses this construct. If you can sort of sail through that and have some good discussions with your kids about that, it gives you a great platform to not talk necessarily about the afterlife or the before life, but this life, how to live this life well. And that's really the purpose of the movie.
0: Yeah. And the, the movie is beautiful. It really does something I think is powerful though. There are a host of different beliefs in the world on social media Pixar in this film, the uh, director did a fabulous job of presenting a story without being preachy, without saying this is the way things are. It's very fantastical and and, uh, imaginative. And so it doesn't have that feel of this is what you must believe. And this is as though they're trying to put some kind of Metaphysical religious ideas in, in kids' heads. It just doesn't have that feel. They did a good job. Right,
1: right, right. And I actually had a chance to talk with Pete Doctor about about the movie Soul and just sort of talk with him about about kind of what his purposes
0: was. And, and, and Ooh, kind of, we get an inside bump- view. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bring just it a little bit. Yeah, it was a really fun conversation. And 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 like you, I've had so much respect for what he's done in the past. And he really considers this more of a philosophical than a theological movie. They unpack a lot of philosophy, actually, throughout this whole, um, this whole movie. Um, again, you know, it's, it's amazing when you think about Pixar, how these movies are actually for kids, and yet they seem to be made more for adults in some ways. They just yeah. unpack such deep, meaningful subjects. And sometimes... As I was talking with with Pete Doctor, and he was unpacking all of the different philosophies that he was sort of doing within this, it felt like I needed to have my doctorate in philosophy to actually follow the movie as it should have been (laughs) followed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think he does do a fairly good job of saying this is kind of for everyone. Um, But Mm -hmm. as, as you say, for those of us who are people of faith for those of us who are believers in the Bible there is an afterlife and it does give us pause to say okay mm-hmm. what is there is there there has to be something more it's like a springboard for that conversation so um it to me was a big winner
1: yeah yeah. yeah, it was very, very good. It, I think that, that, again, because it was just so ambitious, it doesn't necessarily, for me, it didn't, it didn't necessarily hit the heartstrings that Pixar often does, but it was still mm-hmm. an incredibly enjoyable, thought-provoking, um, emotional movie. It was precious. a great experience, I think. It was precious. With a few little caveats.
0: Yeah, There you go. Uh, So that begs the question, what's next? And I was doing some research, and you probably know this, that uh, Pixar is coming out with a new film, Luca.
1: Yeah, 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 that is going to be an interesting thing. And, you know, I think that that it has gotten to the point where when you hear that Pixar is coming out with something. um, You just automatically get kind of excited about it because they have such a great track record as far as what they do. Um, Luca is going to be coming out in 2021. Uh, it's about this uh, this young boy on the Italian Riviera. So I'll be very interested to see what happens with this. I think that there's going to be a sea monster. There's going to be some very interesting elements. Um, but you know that there's going to be a lot like maybe the sea monster in Luca. There's going to be a lot of stuff underneath the surface because that's just what Pixar does.
0: I'm excited, too. This is uh, maybe second maybe third movie where fourth I'm, I'm as i'm going through my head where they focused on a young boy there's a mm-hmm. lot in disney about disney princesses and and the like and these are times where uh men are often emasculated and well they tend to be the enemy in these times and Paul, this is where I applaud Pixar, because the movie Up was not just a young boy, but he was a young, chubby, awkward boy. Good for you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Coco wasn't just a young boy, he was a young, ethnic boy. There were movies uh, that covered the struggle for boys. Uh, Luca looks to be one of those. I haven't seen Bayo, um, but for yeah. the most part... Yeah. Part, that it's, might be one of those, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's actually, I think, if I'm thinking of the right movie, I think it's actually a short. And, and, and it actually is a beautiful little rumination on a parent watching their child grow up.
0: Nice. Uh, okay. Series. I'll give yeah, it a it's, shot.
1: It's a, it, yeah, it takes maybe six to ten minutes to watch. Uh, so, and I'm sure that you can find it on Disney Plus just like you can all of Pixar movies. Uh, so definitely check it out it it sometimes Pixar's shorts it hit me more in the gut than I Pixar's know. regular
0: movies Oh <laughs> I know Oh my gosh, you are so right on that. You are so right. It's true. I absolutely love it. Now, let's move to Wonder Woman. Now, Wonder Woman has specific draw for me. She Wonder Woman was my thing when I was a little girl, right? Wonder Woman's really cool. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. And watching this Wonder Woman, well, this last iteration, I wasn't I wasn't astounded. I'm a superhero girl. I love these right. movies. I know I know you kind of like them too, right? Oh, yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And the Wonder Woman series for me was like, the first one was good, but it wasn't like, blow me out of the water. This one fizzled a little for me.
1: You know, this one was not, I would agree with you that it wasn't as good as the first. And I think that that if you look at the reviews from secular reviewers, they would agree with that. Um, it's gotten some mixed reviews for, for what Wonder Woman, the previous Wonder Woman had done. Um, it's still a fun movie, I think. Yeah, I, I it's really worth a see. It.
0: It's worth a see. Just know what you're getting into. There's not as much action. Uh, The storyline isn't as strong for me. It's a whole story. A lot of it is based on, well, look how pretty she is or something. I don't know. (laughs) It's like, okay, so you know, that's the whole point of being Wonder Woman doesn't matter. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this is an interesting point, and you're going to laugh at me because I'm going to get into some spiritual areas that you always say that I, I do. Oh, yes. But one of the things that I think that Wonder Woman, the, the two Wonder Woman movies that I've seen specifically, they have some some definite... Uh, quirky spirituality that Christian families should be aware of they 're always talking about pagan gods and whatnot, and this this movie is no exception. but within that construct, you do have some really interesting moral messages that you can draw and really essentially spiritual messages. When you talk about Wonder Woman, how it 's sort of centered on her beauty and her grace and all that sort of stuff. The the central premise for the reason for that is because one of the main bad guys who starts off as, as Wonder Woman's friend, they both work at the same museum, um, is jealous of her. And so they have this wishing stone that they come across and they they accidentally or or they just sort of make wishes sort of half jokingly. But those wishes, because of the magic of the wishing stone, comes true. And this woman, Barbara Minerva, who turns into Cheetah, wishes to be like her friend, Diana Prince. It feels like a real targeted uh, message about the dangers of jealousy, the dangers mm-hmm. of envy. She really wants to be like this other person as opposed to uh, really uh, finding her, her own super God strength. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Flowering in what God made her to be. Not all of us can there be like, like that that glamorous person that we see, you know, but God made us all beautiful, all made us worthwhile. And she yes. ignores that and instead tries to be like somebody else. Um, the other big factor that you have here is greed. The other bad guy that you find here is Max Lord, who just wants more. He wishes for, on the wishing stone for more, more, more. Um, it takes place in the 80s. So, of course, typically, uh, you do have a lot of people who are looking for more. And so you have this, this element of greed. And so essentially, Wonder Woman in this movie is challenging two of the basic seven deadly sins, envy and greed. And I, I found that Interesting. Again, yeah. as a movie, you're absolutely right. It didn't work quite as well. It felt a little bit muddied, a little bit muddled. Um, but it was still a fun movie and had some resonant messages, I think, if you dig a little bit deeper.
0: Oh, uh, there's a there's a message in a father-son relationship in there that I thought was just beautiful as well. So there's some elements of redemption. And yeah, so it's worth a C, but just go into it knowing it's not going to be an epic experience. However, if you have been sitting in lockdown and have watched absolutely everything on streaming service, <laughs> oh, this is like gold. This is awesome. Can I take this moment to to mention a movie that i bet a lot of people haven't seen but i watched and thought was so charming as we get out of the holiday season if you can tolerate one more christmas movie it's (laughs) (laughs) it's called the christmas story it's called christmas story just christmas story
1: this christmas a great secret will be revealed did you ever wonder How Santa Claus came to be Santa. A long time ago, a young boy took on a mysterious mission and created a legend that would be carried from generation to generation.
0: Christmas Story. And it's a Finnish film. It was from 2007. It was directed by... A name I would never even try to say. But it's a story of how a little orphan named Nicholas became Santa Claus. It is so beautiful and so charming, so family friendly. It's one of the best films I've seen this Christmas. It was just a lovely film.
1: Oh, that's really interesting. See, I have not seen it, so I may have to go out and see that one
0: you should i i loved it it's very family friendly of course it 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 deals with him losing his family and and he's passed in the village from family to family to family they all try to to raise him when the village can no longer do that because there is no harvest and there were no fish in this uh, this village up in these extreme cold climates Mm -hmm. he goes to live with someone just outside of the village this angry and kind of abusive man and then they find out this little boy is really good with woodworking. This guy is a woodworker. He kind of brings him on like a little slave. Call me master. Then we find out <laughs> that he actually has a heart and a soul and the beauty just unfolds. So, uh it's, it's just precious. Well,
1: I'm definitely going to have to check it out. I, uh, I watched another origin story for Santa Claus, the, the old Rankin-Bass, Santa Claus is coming to town this Christmas season. Yeah. I, the movie that you're talking about sounds a little bit better.
0: Yeah, I, and I've got to say, <laughs> love those old ones, but this is very, very, very sweet. It, it just was nice. So uh, it's called Christmas Story. Just uh, talk to your remote and it'll find it for you. now paul i i I wanted to talk about television i know that's one thing that you focus in on if there's anything really worth a see well
1: you know uh, my go-to is really has been the mandalorian over the last few hello seasons yeah it's a it is just a fun. It's, it's pretty exciting. Um, obviously, there are going to be some elements that, that families need to watch out for. It can be pretty violent. But in terms of a show that is least navigable, um, it feels pretty strong. It's a fun show. The last the, the two seasons that I've seen have really held up well. Um, and, and so I think that those those that would be the show that I would really point people to. The thing about TV now is because you have so many different channels, like like streaming channels, regular channels, the, the content. Is, is more available than ever before. You have so many shows. There's, there was something like 500, 600 scripted shows that were released in this past year, which is a crazy number. Um, but so many of those shows can be very, very difficult to watch. It doesn't mean that they're not riveting shows for a lot of, a lot of people, but it can be very difficult to find something that you can watch with your family or watch yourself without blushing. Um, so I think that, that The Mandalorian, is, is it has that connection between good TV in terms of aesthetic quality and good tv for just families and i And really that's like that.
0: important in this time i think paul we're all at home and yeah we can all go into our own corners with our own devices and watch our own stuff. But that's not really doing us any good. We really do need to find ways that we can come together. We're all in this together and sharing that time together really means a lot. I get it. Sometimes you just want to watch a film as a parent. You just want to watch a film that doesn't have singing and dancing. I understand (laughs) it. I understand it. But you can have your own time a family time, there's things that you want to be able to watch together. And I I think that those powers that be are going to connect into that, that we're in a new world right now, and some of the old scripts may not be working.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that that's absolutely true. It's a a bewildering time. It's challenging for all of us, especially if we have kids. Uh, But it can be... (laughs) There's a lot of good stuff out there if you just take the time to look for it and be discerning. You know, I think that that's that's what we always tell people in Plugged In. Just be discerning. Be careful about what you watch, but you can find some good stuff out there.
0: Now, final question. What is on the horizon that we can get excited about or that we may need to navigate away from? I don't know.
1: You know, here's the the interesting thing about the world of movies right now. So many of the movies that we were excited to see uh, have been postponed. So there's a lot that we can be looking forward to, I think, if you really enjoy movies. Um, now, because of the way things have been, it's just going to be unsettled for a while. We're not going to necessarily know when things are coming out, but I know that Black Widow is on the horizon the James Bond movie is on the horizon we talked a little bit about Luke, Luca uh, I think that there's there's a lot of interesting things out there that that people can get excited for um I also know of a few good movies that are coming out that are trying to to gun for some oscar consideration that are pretty decent as well so so we shall have to see how all that shakes out but there's definitely going to be we will not be hurting for entertainment as long as we can make it to the theaters (laughs)
0: Well, there you go. Well, we can't here in Washington. Uh, So let's hope that they stream it at home and we continue to see some of those innovations. That's been fun. I'm even going to mention theater. Theater has become fairly innovative as well, being uh, in a place where they start streaming things online. Now, all of a sudden, you may have connections with theaters across the country that you would never have been able to go to before for the weekend. You know, I'd like to go see a play on Broadway. You know, now you're able to see things. You're able to buy tickets to stream things. That's, that is opening up things that may not ever go back to what we knew as normal. Yeah, yeah. And while
1: we're on the subject of, of these different channels and how, how oftentimes we're sort of stuck at home, I did want to mention, and your audience is probably aware of this, but HBO Max and Warner Brothers—they've sort of—they're—they're part of the same company. And for this coming year, Warner Brothers, the company behind Wonder Woman, behind the the Christopher Nolan film *Tenet*, they've decided that this coming year, all of their big new releases are going to be both in theaters and on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. uh, which is an interesting. Interesting development. A lot of theaters are, of course, really upset with this and think that they, it could kill their business. But when you look at some of the big releases that are coming up from Warner Brothers, Tom and Jerry is going to be there. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is going to be on HBO Max. Sounds like
2: something big coming this way now! Godzilla! So, Sweet! Yeah.
1: Interesting. <laughs> exactly. So you have some interesting movies that are coming to both platforms. And in case you weren't aware of it, next year, Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring none other than LeBron James is going to be coming to both theaters
0: and HBO Max. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I I can't even imagine, though, anyone playing it better than Michael Jordan. That was just <laughs> such a fun movie. I loved Space Jam. So, all right, I'll some things to look forward to. Man, it's always good to connect with you. I really appreciate you coming out and in this new year and a holiday weekend and still hanging a little and getting us plugged well, into the movies, Paul.
1: I cannot think of a better way to start off a new year than talking with you, Michelle.
0: Twenty twenty one is already looking up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Paul Here New York.
0: Paul A C getting us plugged into the movies. Thanks, Paul. Happy New Year. Happy
1: New Year to you too.
0: For more fun, go to MindTheShallLive.com.